and I'm live. Just me, Steve. The not blind one. Welcoming, welcoming anybody who's watching to episode 8 of Half Blind Hecklers. Or just the Half Blind Heckler. As in me. Because today it's just me. So, yeah, today we're going to have a little talk. And it's going to be harsh. But it's something that you need to hear. Because today's episode is called Facts Are More Important Than Feelings. Because they are. And if your feelings get hurt, well then, unfortunately that's too bad. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but if the truth hurts your feelings, then you need to reevaluate your feelings. It's just a point of fact. In modern culture, it's clearly apparent that people, in general, but especially those on the political left, liberals, uh, they want to advance their own agenda, and they care more about their feelings, what they want to be true, in order that they can feel good about what they're doing, instead of focusing on the truth, focusing on being honest. Never have I heard so many times that in the past few weeks, I don't care what the facts are. This is how I feel. Or I don't care what data or study you present. We have to listen to those who are hurting. These statements are equally ridiculous. And as, and as happened, both in regard to coronavirus and race riots. I've had situations where I've tried to elaborate on circumstances about the fatality rate of coronavirus, on the chance of you getting sick, on the chance of your relatives getting sick, on the chance of you passing it on. And I was told, I don't care what the data is, I'm not going to change my mind because I've made up my mind. What intentional arrogance. You can't have that idea that what you believe is more important than data. That is the definition of arrogance. And it's absolutely unacceptable. I've had other situations where I've elaborated about the race riots. I've elaborated on how I think the protests are good. Oh, I... Okay. <laughs> misspoke a little bit, how I think the protests are an exercise of free speech, but I think that a lot of them have devolved into rioting, and I think they should be monitored, and that they should get permits, and then I think that there should be an increased amount of police surveillance, and that Black Lives Matter is built on lies. And I elaborated on the lies, and I explained why they're lies. And the response I got was, well, that's not as important as their feelings because black people are hurting right now. I'm like, but we have to analyze why they're hurting. We have to analyze that they're hurting because, not because these instances were racists, not, in, not because they've been under the boot and heel of white people or the police or society in general. They're hurting because they've been told that they should be hurting. And what kind of a society is that when we are based when we are giving credence to those who are being told that they need to feel hurt, that they, be, that they are being told that they should be victims. Stop playing the victim when you don't need to be. If we look over all the main situations of police brutality and racism, 
or even maybe not, in the past few months, we look at three main cases. We look at George Floyd, we look at Breonna Taylor, and we look at Rayshard Brooks. You want to go into those situations? George Floyd. We've already gone into that one. That one, the cop did a very bad thing. Probably not racism, racist related. As the other three officers in the encounter, one was black, one was Asian, and the other two were white. Tell me how that's racist. If that was racist, then why wouldn't they intervene? Why isn't there any evidence that Derek Chauvin, the officer involved, had any connection to racists? Or has any, made any posts on Facebook or any other form of social media about racism? It just not, it's just not there. Look at the other case. Look at Breonna Taylor. We, the media and other people try and say that Breonna Taylor was just the police were raiding the wrong house and they found a black person inside and they decided to shoot them because they hunt down black people. What utter crap! That's totally stupid. Sorry, I dropped my mouse. <laughs> if you actually look at the case of Breonna Taylor, they had a warrant for the house. They had been monitoring her. They had been monitoring her boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend was a known was a known affiliate with drugs, with violence, and with guns. And you're telling me text message. Sorry. From actually the blind one. So we'll go over that later, maybe. But anyways, so it was the White House, and even though it was a no-knock warrant, they didn't have to enter the house without knocking, but they did. And they knocked on the house, the boyfriend likely heard them, and the likely boyfriend likely knew that there would be a standoff, and so he decided to shoot back. And it's unknown whether Brianna Taylor was actually involved. She might have been involved as one of the shooters. And then the boyfriend said, no, it was me to cover up her involvement and make her look like a victim. She was not a victim. She, this was not a wrong place, wrong time. This was, these two individuals were involved in drugs, they were involved in gang-related incidents, and the warrant was proper. Yes, it's unfortunate that she died. Is, does her boyfriend or her play a role in her death? Most certainly. Without question. The latest one, Rayshard Brooks. I don't even know why this is a thing. I don't know why the media tries to hype this up as a police brutality, racism-related killing. Anybody with half a brain could tell you that it's not. It's so stupid. Rayshard Brooks was passed out drunk in a Wendy's drive-thru. He had to drive there, which means he was driving under the influence, which is a crime, and is public endangerment and endangering to himself. Cops came up to him. They were perfectly civil for about 25 minutes until they said, hey, like, it's time to arrest you now because you did something really bad. And then he gets involved in an altercation. He fights them all. He hits them. He steals their taser. And as he's running away, he decides to try and shoot back with the taser. And then he gets shot with a real gun. Because that's what happens when you try and incite violence against a cop with a weapon. You're going to get shot. So this is not the cop's fault. This is only Rayshard Brooks' fault. It is his fault. No one else's. He should not have been drunk and driving. He should not have fought back against the cops. He should not have tried to, not have tried to steal, the, steal the taser and did it. And he certainly should not have tried to shoot the taser at the cop while running away. Now, 
I can I can understand why people would be a little more skeptical of facts regarding coronavirus. Coronavirus, um, we've had a lot of conflicting data. We get told told one thing one week, we get told another thing the next week. The data changes constantly, and we have to be constantly keeping up with that data, keeping up with the fatality rates, keeping up with the best treatments. And here at Half Blind Hecklers, we've we've tried to keep up with it. We've kind of avoided coronavirus because it was kind of boring. I think most people have acknowledged that. We thoroughly are against the lockdown and we want it to end. I think that sounds my phone now. Because this is getting too much. So apologies. I like my door. But if and if you say, oh, I hadn't heard that new information, please, let's go over that information and we can talk about it. And we can try and reach a point of truth. But to say, nope, I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to, I don't care what the data says. I'm going to go do my own thing. And that's just the way it is. And there's nothing you can do to convince me. I don't want anything to do with that person. It's, I don't want anything to do with that person. Period. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. A little bit, um, I'm going to go over that even the church in North America, the church has caved to this notion. They caved to the Black Lives Matter movement. Some pastors have put the black square. They've said, oh yeah, we're going to march in the Black Lives Matter movement. We're going to support them. We're going to like try and bend the knee. What utter cowards? What utter cowards that churches would bend the knee? You bend the knee before God, and you bend and you do what is right. I've already elaborated on why Black Lives Matter is a bunch of scum. They are. They're a bunch of racist scum. That's what they are. There's no way around it. If you tell white people that they should kneel before you, they should pay for the crimes of our ancestors that we may or may not have committed, involved with slavery and other horrifying things, which of course are deplorable, then you are racist. Because you are judging a person, not based on the content of their character, not based on their actions, not based on their words, but based on the color of their skin. You racists. Black Lives Matter are racists. They are borderline terrorists. And a lot of times they are terrorists. And anybody with half a shred of decency, and especially the church, should condemn them for the evil that they are. And the church is cowardly for not doing so. Especially cowardly that they will bend the knee to Black Lives Matter, but they won't say a damn thing about abortion. Millions of lives are slaughtered every year around the world, and you don't say a thing? You're a coward. And you bend the knee to Black Lives Matter because it's politically functional because you don't lose your friends? Who cares if you lose your friends? You do what the frick is right. Okay? You learn something? You should. I'm getting emotional. I shouldn't. But I am. Because the church in North America are a pack of sackless little cowards. And they need to grow a pair and say, no, we stand up to evil. We stand up for what is right. <sighs> Not only that, I have, if, if we were to talk about racism, if we were to talk about even discussing racism, 
everyone should be able to get together, have a discussion about racism, regardless of what race you are. If you are saying, no, you can't have an opinion on racism because you come from a place of privilege, because you have a certain skin color, that's racist. Don't you get that? Don't you get that saying, no, you can't have an opinion because of your skin color, not because of your ideas, but because of your skin color. Of course, it's just a cover, because if you have the right opinions, then they would accept that. It's just hiding behind us a thin veil. Oh, I don't want you to discuss this because of uh, uh, your skin color, which is, of course, a racist excuse, and it's pathetic that they use it. But it's really that you disagree with them, and that they don't want to face any criticism because they want to feel this hurt. They want to play the victim. Don't play the victim. You shouldn't be wanting to play the victim. You should be wanting to play the victorious. As I've said previously, a few years ago I had negative $200 in my bank account. I've I have certain privileges in my life. I don't have certain other ones. And if you pull yourself up, you work hard, you get married, you have kids after you get married, and you find a flipping job, you will succeed in this life. Don't cry like a baby. Because your situations are slightly harder than some other people. Pull yourself up and follow those rules. And you will more than likely enter the middle class. It's just the way it is. This entire idea of that you can't have an opinion based on your race is intersectionality at its finest. Intersectionality is a racist principle because it judges people not based on how we act or what we say, but because we are members of a group to be judged on the basis of our group identity. That's pathetic. That is truly, truly pathetic. Nobody should espouse that idea. Nobody should say, oh, you can't do this because of your race. You can't have that discussion because of your gender, because of your sex. What kind of intersectional bullcrap is that? I choose to not accept it. It's pathetic. And personal experience involved with having a discussion? What nonsense. You don't need personal experience to be involved in a discussion. What you should have is you should have well-prepared ideas, well-prepared remarks, sources, and a well-backed thesis. You should practically write an essay before you come ready for a debate. It's not based on, oh, I experienced racism in my life, and therefore I can have an opinion on racism. What garbage. You ask almost any adult in North America, they've experienced racism in some way or another, whether they be white, black, anything. They've experienced racism. Three weeks ago I experienced racism on my very street. They said, oh, I hate white people. Why? Because I have a different point of opinion than you do? What utter garbage. What utter garbage of a person that you are. It's truly pathetic. Racism is evil. Of course it is. Police brutality is evil. Of course it is. You won't find a single person, or at least you'd struggle to find one in all of North America who supports those ideas. Why do you think that because we were against Black Lives Matter that we honestly support these things? No! That's stupid! That is stupid! You should smack yourself in the face. You should. Nobody has that opinion. 
Everybody wants to prevent racism. Everybody wants to prevent police brutality, except from a small, small handful of individuals, which you'd have a hard time finding anyways. So don't give me that bullcrap. We value every human life because it was granted to us by God. Not because of what race you are, not because of what sex you are, but because it was God-given, and God died for all of us. That's kind of my rant. Okay? Not a super long episode today. Because it's just me. And I don't really have much to discuss. Because everything that's going on in the world today is crazy. It's crazy. Like, the Supreme Court decision yesterday. That was awful. That was truly awful for religious freedom. It was. If you want to listen, you want to hear about it, listen to Matt Walsh. Listen to Ben Shapiro. Any of those people. They'll describe to you why it's awful. On a moral basis, on a legal basis. You want to know why? Be finding the police is a bad idea. You want to know why? Because police have saved thousands of lives in North America, especially blacks. They are not hunting you down, they are saving you. And if you want to get rid of them, you will cost black lives. You will. That's a matter of fact. I can cite studies if you want, but right now I don't think you're listening. I want you to listen. You should be listening. You should be looking at the plethora of sources that half blind hecklers has provided, that Ben Shapiro provides, that others have given to you, but you want to ignore them, because you don't really care, because you want to see all inequity as inequality. That's bogus. Inequity is different because people try it differently, because people are differently abled and differently given different abilities. It's not because of your skin color. It's because of your effort and your natural ability. Now, some are given more ability, some are given less, and sometimes those with less work harder. Props to them. Good for you. I'm very glad for you. Sometimes those who are given more don't. Shame on you. Just the way it is. But, the violence that we are seeing in the United States the campaigns to defund the police, the organization of zones separate from the rest of society because they think that they can have a better society? You can't. The police are there to protect the citizens. Sure, there's a handful of bad ones. Nobody's denying that. Nobody. But the majority of cops want to protect you. The majority of cops will put themselves in the line for you. Defunding them is nonsense. In the United States, especially in hubs where there were these violence, cops are resigning in record numbers. They are seeing huge problems with police recruitment. Police numbers are going to plummet. And you know what's going to happen after the police numbers plummet? The crime rates are going to skyrocket. So thanks, Black Lives Matter movement, you bunch of scum. That's what you did. You will cause black death. You evil scum. You piece of human garbage. That's what you are. I don't always support what the police do. 
I find that there's almost too many police in Calgary compared to the level of crime. Because the police should be based not on the population level, but they should be based on the crime rates. If the crime rates go up, hire more cops. If the crime rates go down, maybe get rid of a few. Let them retire early. There's, there's no excuse for wanting to get rid of cops in the black community. There's no excuse for claiming, oh, they're hunting us down based on no evidence. There is no evidence to support that premise. And if you claim to support that evidence, if you claim to support that premise based on listening to black people, you're spouting nonsense. I'm this close to not, like, just saying, you're an idiot. Go find some facts. Go find something that's not, oh, we need to listen to the hurt feelings. Oh, we need to listen to them. No, we need to look at the facts. We need to look at the data and say, you shouldn't be hurting right now. None of these instances were based on racism. They were based on people making bad decisions, both on the cops and based on the criminals. And if you think that's racism, then you need to give your head a shake. I do this a lot. <laughs> but there's no excuse anymore. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for the rioting. There's no excuse for the looting. There's no excuse for blaming cops for all your problems. There's no excuse for claiming systemic racism. When I ask somebody, it's like, okay, if you want to ask where my sources come from, ask me what claim, like, tell me the claim, and I'll happily provide the source. You know what, you know what they ask me? Prove that systemic racism doesn't exist. Do people not know how to debate anymore? Do people not know how to have a conversation using facts and logic? I don't have to prove a negative to you. You have to prove to me that it doesn't that it exists in the first place. And saying, oh, we have to listen to them. They've been experiencing this, like they're hurting. That's not proof of systemic racism. There are individual racists out there. Point them out and I'll fight them with you. Point out the cops that are brutal, that are using police brutality. I'll fight them with you. But I will not say, I'm going to join in this fight against the system because there might be systemic racism. There might be racists out there. And one, there might be 10 in a thousand racists out there. And that's somehow proof of systemic racism. No, people are evil. We have been since the fall. Gotta get used to it. There's no other way around it. You have to get used to the fact that people are evil by their very nature. And you fight against it by doing good. By searching for truth. By being honest to people. By being kind and compassionate. And that means being honest. You don't tell them a lie through gritted teeth. Through smile. Because, oh, it's, it's what they need to hear. No, they need to hear the truth. Everyone needs to hear the truth, even if it hurts your feelings sometimes. Because the truth will set you free. The lie will not set you free. The lie will make you feel good for a short amount of time. But the lie will hurt you. The lie will kill people. I'm done with this garbage. I'm done with going around the bush, with beating around it. Just be straightforward with people. Tell them the truth. Okay? You got it now? You listening?
<clears throat> I think that's it for today. I think that's it. This is a bit episode eight. Eight episodes in. Not bad. Of half blind heckler. We're hoping. We're hoping for the heckler number two to come back. I miss you, Tate. I really do. I'm hoping for the best. I pray for the best for every single one of you listening. I pray for the best that everyone can find the truth, that they can find hope in God, and the acknowledgement that Christ is the center, that Christ was made into the victim for all, so that we don't have to be. Thanks for watching. Feels kind of awkward to say like, share, and subscribe right now, but that's kind of the pitch. It feeds the algorithm, so please comment. If you want to fight me in the comments, feel free. I'd be happy to respond to any of you. If you want to be a guest on the show and have this back and forth, I'd be happy to do it. Some of you might be wondering why. I may have announced last week that Ben Hayes was joining me. No. No. I'm not going to go into why, but it's not going to happen. It doesn't need to be said. Calling out names doesn't help anything. Attacking people online doesn't help anything. Finding the truth does. That should almost be the title of today's episode. Okay. Enough of my branching, enough of my blah blah. Blah blah. Today was not a funny episode. I'm sorry for that. I'll try better. Goodbye.